This is a Geekdo Podcast. Each and every year around this time, horror villains duke it out in the theaters to be the top of the box office charts. But what if they were to battle for real? Who would win? Who would lose? And who would make us scratch our heads for even being invited to this tournament? Back in 2019, we introduced the world to the Geek Bowl, a tournament bracket filled in with random characters from video games, comic books, TV, and film. Now the Geek Bowl is back from the dead with the greatest horror villains of all time hacking and slashing their way to the number one slot in the Geek Bowl 3, the Horror Edition. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to Drinking Geek Out, <laughs> a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, the Spooky Dustin. Alongside me is Saf, the ghost, and with me is Keith, and I'm about to get killed, but next to me is Pale, and I'm about to eat Keith's heart out of his chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're doing the killing. <laughs> All right, today's episode is featuring, since I didn't fill it in for Pale to Read, beer from Scarlet Lane called The Stuff. We've also got one from Dot and Line called Imperial Ghoul's Gravy with Toasted Marshmallow. And a third bonus beer from Chapman's It's the Harvest Lager. And we will be talking about the horror tournament brackets called Geek Bowl Horror Edition. Bum, bum, bum. All right, so we're we I think we agreed pre-show that we're just going to hurry up through this stuff edition from the Scarlet Lane uh, Brewing Company and uh, what stuff did do we have anything written down for it? I have to scroll up. I am um, yeah, unprepared. it's six six percent ABV, it, and it says marshmallow root, vanilla, and lactose pale ale. Are you drinking it, or is it drinking you? And um, the stuff is a horror film from the 80s, I want to say, where, like, yogurt comes to life <laughs> in people's fridge and kills them. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts about Scarlet Lane Brewing Company is that the uh, the owner uh, is super in love with Halloween-themed anything. Beers, movies, decor. She literally has... Like Halloween parties that are sold out early, like Months August. Yes, it's crazy. And every time that we're in one of the breweries, if it's in the Gastro Pub or just one of the downtown places, or in McCordsville at their actual place, every TV has a horror film on it. Mm-hmm. If not different ones, you know, just one main one or different ones. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. There's going to be a horror film on. And it's dope. Like I think it last July, me and Allison were in there just hanging out, and there was a christmas horror film on i was like yeah why <laughs> okay Chris, christmas in july yeah it's perfect uh, uh and it's also cool that it's a female-owned brewery because there's not a ton of those absolutely so it's always awesome when there is one nearby so let's talk about the bottle real quick uh it says 
the stuff on it. It reminds me of a Neapolitan ice cream. Exactly. Uh, it's got a kind of like a violet, a pink, and then a chocolatey color banner. Uh, it's got a cool lettering for the stuff. It's very similar. I guess it's all three different fonts for no artificials and then what it actually <laughs> is and then what the stuff is. It's kind of, I don't like it as a design standpoint, uh, but it, it oddly works. I think the stuff is the uh, title, like the same font from oh, the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why that's like that. Yeah, it's almost like the Streets of Rage uh, when we drink that beer from uh, mm-hmm. uh, T, uh, T- THBC, THBC yeah. <laughs> Terre Haute. All right, the color on this one, I think I predeterminedly, uh, when I started, it kind of looks like a Goku's Gi or a Clyde's Ghost. I think I'm down for the Clyde's Ghost. Yeah, to fit this, Mid- my, mine looks a little darker, but... I, I also like a- have four LED lights, like, in my yeah. face, so I have a, a definitely lighting. Um, So I guess it could be, like, a Nick's Blatt, maybe... Yeah, that doesn't really fit the theme. No, it doesn't. I like Clyde's Ghost. <laughs> Clyde's Ghost works. Perfect. Does it smell like anything? Um, it is a weird pale ale smell. Um, clearly, that's what we're anticipating is a pale ale. Uh, if you drink a pale ale from like England, this is exactly what yeah. this kind of thing tastes like. Like a bass or whatever. Or at least smells like a bass. I'm not really smelling the yeah. marshmallow roots or the vanilla. That's what I was going to say. I don't get any of the other ingredients that they're spouting off it just kind of smells like a standard yeah classic beer maybe a little bit of like a like a milky smell maybe 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 a, i don't i don't know some like a hint of sweetness but it's hard to point, pinpoint what it is vanilla marshmallow root whatever yeah it's, it's what i want lactose <laughs> it's what i want to, that's what i want to smell and i still can't like force myself to mm-hmm. it. all right bottoms up let's taste it what a weird taste yeah, it's it's definitely unique. Yeah. I get some of the lactose on the back end, maybe hints of vanilla up front. I don't know if I know what a marshmallow root tastes like, so that could be like yeah. a, a me problem. But I was thinking, like, if I'm thinking roots, it kind of is a little bit like earthy, R- bur- yeah, earthy, woody, <laughs> gingery, but not quite the full ginger. I'm, th- I'm trying to think of the things that you would eat as a root. Yeah, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely like milky. Almost like that last beer without the citrus part. Mm-hmm. Um, I buy last beer. I mean, past episode where it's just like lactose uh, milk sugars added to uh, an IPA. I really like the uniqueness factor of this one. Yeah. It just it kind of tastes like a pale ale, but then it's got like a sweetness hints. It's still kind of got a, a bitterness to it. So you know, whenever we guess the IBUs, I would say they're a little bit higher than yeah. you'd expect with the lactose and vanilla, but. Yeah, I was definitely that stuff definitely helps. But definitely anticipating, and this is probably like the naivety. Uh, I was expecting something more of like a like a cherry or a strawberry flavor with the colors mm-hmm. of the of the the bottle. But I just I, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Neapolitan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it does look Neapolitan. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are ready, I'll let you know what Untaps mm-hmm. is. Out of 273 total check-ins, there were 206 rankings, and it came in at a 3.61 average. 3.61. And I only have one friend, but I'm not going to spoil it, because he's on the show. That's me. I have zero friends. My wife didn't check it in. I don't think she liked it, because, of course, it's a pale ale, so she wouldn't drink it, but I think she tasted it. it didn't do yeah, it's well. got... it. It's got some of that pale ale bitterness to it, mm-hmm. so I could see her not enjoying it. 
Uh, since we didn't have any friends to really read, I'm going to just go with a couple of these. Uh, Tiger Kev uh, with a Dave Chappelle crack picture. Got some crack. <laughs> uh, very unique taste, and it's a bottle. Rare things these days. Give it a 375. I think that's the only one I saw with the comment. So my time here is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to fill any time while I'm checking mine in. A Janice K said, This beer is amazing, balanced, maltiness, with almost a breast French toasty flavor. You say breast? breast? That's what she said. <laughs> breast oh. French toasty flavor. You, you know you can't put whatever you want on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> He'll read it. Uh, three 3.9. Oh, good. You found one. Uh, supporter, too. I'll go ahead and read my check-in because I can fill some time with this one while he checks it in and give you know his rating, too, because that's what happens. I give this one a 375. Uh, this is my original check-in I had. I think it was April. I think I lied to you guys when I said July, but when me and Allison came here, I guess in April, maybe that's what the check-in was. Um, it It's it's okay. It's It's not... It's not awful. It's not exactly like the best tasting thing. Uh, I was definitely let down when I first had it because I was anticipating, you know, based on the bottle, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a Neapolitan. And I was mm-hmm. like, look at those flavors, marshmallow, vanilla, lactose. Let's go. Give me some fruit. It's not there. Um, it's smooth, but also bitter. Uh, I would say roughly in the 30s of bitterness. Uh, it's not overly bitter, but that's roughly the pale ale range, uh, pale ale range. But definitely, the vanilla adds something to it. But the pale ale definitely still shines right through it. I uh, yeah. Also gave it a three point seventy five. Um, and I said there's a nice little sweetness added to a standard ish pale ale. So it's like the the base of this beer just kind of tastes like a normal pale ale, but with these added little vanillas and lactoses and marshmallow roots, whatever that is, it does kind of bump it up a lot to better than average, but it's still, it could be like based on, yeah, I agree. I I was expecting Napoleon type thing as well. Right. Yeah. You show a stripe of red, give me strawberry or cherry. (laughs) Yeah. Gives. Yeah. There's should be some chocolatey flavors, but overall I do recommend this beer. It's, it's just based on how unique it is. Yeah. I also re- just recommend it because Scarlet Line's a unique place, and I yeah. absolutely love going there. They do a lot of cool stuff, like the Braggit thing we've had on before, which is not in any beer I've had anywhere the, else. The Eric Blood Blood Axe or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so good. They have another one coming out. I forget the name of it, but it was a, a, like a name of a historical creature like that or character like that. that uh, very similar. Pretty, pretty excited about it. Going to be checking it out uh, here in the future. Cool. All right, Keith, let us know what well, you have. What I have here, and I'm flying solo, hence go back to my intro where I said, I'm about to be killed because you don't ever venture out solo in any horror movie because you don't come back. <laughs> in a horror movie. So I decided to go out and investigate Dot and Line's Imperial Ghoul's Gravy with toasted marshmallow coming in at 8.4% ABV. It says, sate your inner beast with this rich imperial porter, featuring aromas and flavors of dark chocolate and toasted marshmallow, balanced with a healthy dose of earthy hops. Grab your tankard and toast to the creatures of the night. And we have had this original ghoul's gravy on the show before, 
but this one is the Imperial and they added toasted marshmallow to it. So if we look at, yeah, if you go back to episode 189, the Umbrella Academy episode, we reviewed the original nice. Ghoul's Gravy. But with this being Halloween, I don't want to pass this up because I love their label. We've talked about it, I know, before in the show. Uh, Ghoul's Gravy here. Ghoul looks like mm-hmm. he's just squatting, taking a shit on somebody's grave um, <laughs> in the graveyard here. Uh, but he's already crowned himself king of this championship as he's got the crown and the sweet bling hanging out next to him. The Duke of Chain. chain. Uh, This beer is dark as dark can be, so that would be, what, Xenomorph in space? It's probably got to (laughs) be, considering what we're going to be talking about later. I kind of went with the darkest one as we have here. The nose, you get that marshmallowy, that sweetness. A lot of these stouts that have the marshmallow, it's got that distinct smell to it. Uh, the sweet, I mean, you can smell it. It's marshmallow. A bit of chocolate in there. It's just <sighs> sweet deliciousness. Oh, he's sipping it. You're just diving mm. right in? Oh, I have been because I had to make room in my bottle <laughs> or my glass. In your glass. <laughs> it is very sweet up front. You get the lingering marshmallow, the chocolate throughout. And you can definitely tell it's imperial, so it's got a little bit more of a kick. And I will say, I can compare this to the original Ghoul's Gravy, because Pale and I just went to Dot and Line the other day, and I got a little pour of this one. And I remember mm-hmm. every time I drink regular Ghoul's Gravy, thinking something should be added to this, because it is lacking. It's Something's missing. missing. Something. <laughs> this is the something. Um, it has been added. The, the sweetness of the marshmallow, the chocolate, just, oh, it's it blends really well. I will say, however, the dose, the healthy dose of earthy hops, there's a bit of a weird bitterness to it that is lingering on hmm. the back end. I can just feel it in the back of my tongue. It's like, I don't want to call it hoppy, but it, it's some hops of some sort that that bitterness just kind of. Can you put a number uh, to the bitterness? I don't have that open. Can you suggest a number? <laughs> Give me a range, and I'll give you um, one that fits. <laughs> it's not that bitter, though. So I don't want to go too high. Is there anything in the teens? Uh, there's a uh, number 13. It's like Friday the 13th. Mm. There you go. <laughs> it's just it lingers with you. It's not like it's bitter up front, because it's definitely sweet up front. Does the toasted marshmallow give it a burnt like flavor or taste at all? Smoky or anything? Yeah. A little smoky. A little smoky? I mean, I want to say it's like a s'mores. So you got the toasted marshmallow and you got the chocolate. There's just no graham, which they do an excellent job with their graham cracker flavoring and some of their uh, sour crumbles that they have. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I I love it. Yes. So they added totally. that in there. Ooh. It'd just be a great <laughs> s'mores beer. Ghoul's gravy s'mores. s'mores you could mellow. easily just put a little <laughs> s'mores in his hand down there. It'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah, in his other hand. Uh I have untapped open and I will tell you there's only 109 ratings and the average is 3.77. I have checked it in. And so I will tell you what I put um since I don't have any friends I checked it in. I gave it a 4.25 and I said even better than the original. The alcohol flavor is present but the marshmallow really helps. 
So uh, I think the original is like 6.7% ABV, and this one is 8.4. So they kind of dialed it up a few notches, which apparently comes across, according to my chicken. I see you. But that was from. You had it on tap. Did you? Was that like one of your. A while ago. Trips up here to town for a day? Yeah, I came up there. I, I picked up. I think that's when I picked up my variety pack and I. I went home with like eight different beers in cans oh, nice. and <laughs> the, these two beers weren't in cans so i had yeah no I choice had but those. stop it and get a pour. yeah <laughs> i had no friends except for staff clearly uh this adam b he did check it in at 4.25 he said nightcap at our airbnb in north madison ohio on lake erie on the fourth so i wonder if he had a can of it that he took up there with him or someone yeah. brought to him Good to see getting some exposure out in the world, but most likely stop through Fort Wayne first. Or a friend gave it to him. Yeah, something like that. 3.5 from John M. I thought he said bring down in the garage, but it's broing because that's a <laughs> fucking word. I was just reading that too, trying to figure out what it is. I was like, boing? Bro. <laughs> I was like, bringing down the house. No, that's not it. <laughs> broing down the garage or in the garage. Thanks for the recommendation, Rodney. Gonna get Fucked up. Yeah, drink two of these. You'll be done for the night. But 350 wasn't like a... I don't know. Rodney said, fuck yeah, buddy. And some emojis afterwards. Damn shame. Can't rate a beer perfectly. Uh, Nate H. says, thin but good marshmallows. Marshmallow. You take the mallow and the gram. <laughs> <laughs> You go ahead and you put some fire on it. How can I have some more if I haven't had some any more yet? What? <laughs> How can I have some more? <laughs> All right. Keith has checked this in. And he's got his let's awesome let's go. spooky drinking geek out sticker in the background of the picture that he took that in. Check that out. Um, I gave this one a 4.25. Not to piggyback Saf, but I'm piggybacking Saf. And I went 4.25. The sweet <laughs> marshmallow up front. Love it, love it, love it. The chocolate throughout, love it, love it, love it. Don't like that bitterness that's just kind of hanging throughout. Now, that could be the chocolate. It could be the earthy hops. It could be all sorts of things. But this greatly improves upon the original one, and it is delicious, and you should definitely check this out next time you go to Dot and Line if they have it. But right now, they just have original ghoul's gravy and not this sweet little gem, which is very rare. I will tell you, I will tell you, it's not any of those things. It's the actual ghoul's gravy that you taste all that bitterness from. Ah. I was ju- I was just in Fort Wayne, and Allison absolutely loves porters, but hates this beer because of how bitter it is mm. and how like smoky it is. Mm. Okay, whatever malts or whatever they're using, yeah, it's giving it it's kind gotta of be like that a, earthy hops. Then like a dry bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yep. Earthy I mean, hops. I mean, still this beer is a, a four plus oh, yeah. for me oh, out yeah. of the, out of it's the regular. A, it's the regular one. one's still four, it, but it's that. If you don't like the the smoky or bittery like porty flavors, this is yep. not for you. I went fast. <laughs> Good job. All right. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at drinkingeekout. You can also check our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, drinkingeekout.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at drinkingeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or 
wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content and previous episodes, and that is currently at patreon.com slash drinkandgeekout. And now... All right, so this week we are talking about the Geek Bowl Horror Edition. Um, round Point. one... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with... Uh, there are pictures on our Instagram, so if you want to follow along or make your own predictions as we go along, please go ahead and do so. Uh, but the first bracket upper left uh, is Michael Myers versus Hannibal Lecter. And I guess we'll just discuss who we think might win out of that, and then we will... Uh, I have a randomizer that will choose... And it's kind of a weighted randomizer that I weighted. <laughs> so you seeded like the every character. Yeah. Basically. basically based on how much I think. Because some of these don't really, aren't even matches. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Myers is kind of like a supernatural. He's been killed before and he will keep coming back. But where Hannibal Lecter is just kind of a normal dude. He, he. He eats people, but he has no weapon. I think he could be so. Yeah, he can be killed, whereas Michael Myers apparently can't be because he's been around for thirteen movies and he's been <laughs> killed in every one of them. Yeah, uh, he's also uh, a product of a curse. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's a like a a princess who fell in love with a commoner, and the prince or the king ruler of the land didn't like that, and she married him anyways, and then the. Um, the prince or king or whatever killed them and thus created the curse. And so then he must kill his family. But I don't know. It's a weird little thing. I didn't watch any of the movies, but that's the gist of what I remember. And the Hannibal Lecter char- uh, character is based on a inmate in the fifties of some prison in Monterey. And there was a, he was shot in the face by a prison guard but didn't die and this guy was taken to this doctor who implanted himself in the prison system who would fuck with the the inmates and shit and so there was a person who was a journalist who was writing a story about this guy who was in prison who was mentally disabled uh, and ended up writing a little bit of the story about this doctor and then he took that and wrote a book, and the there are a few books, and that was like the basis for Hannibal Lecter. And Hannibal Lecter is essentially a cannibal who's a, a forensic psychiatrist. He's very intelligent, whereas Michael Myers is not. He mm-hmm. doesn't even speak in any of the films, but yeah. he's just unkillable machine. Mm-hmm. And I was reading something that basically they were like, yeah, Michael Myers films, the Halloween's like the like a scary movie one of the best slasher uh, mm-hmm. movies but silence of the lambs is not technically your quote-unquote uh scary movie uh or like i guess horror film essentially but it's, yeah, it's more probably, of a thriller it's it's probably the scariest movie the, out the there psychological though. thriller something along those lines mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 
And after that discussion, I think Alice and I pretty much came to the conclusion that Michael Myers is still going to win. Yeah. Uh, based on the supernatural part where he can control his curse, but he can control his state, his catatonic state. So he's in a psychiatric ward just to sleep. And then when he decides to wake up to go kill somebody, he just wakes up and breaks out of, prison, out of his psych ward. No problem. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. I like your chart you made here, Seth. Oh, down at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fill it in for all the characters, but only the ones that I wasn't aware of. Uh, so I punched the numbers, and Michael Myers is our winner for that round. And he he did have the advantage. I gave him a 9 out of 10, and uh, Hannibal only has a 4 out of 10 chance. Yeah, pretty clear. Um, <laughs> the next up is the Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies and Ghostface from the Scream franchise. Uh, I would just go. I I can spew off the the backstory for Leatherface all you want, but Ed Gain versus a bunch of kids who wanted revenge on his father. So that's pretty <laughs> cut and dry. Oh, my dad was the product of your mom cheating on her husband so i want to kill her daughter yep. now and then uh, cool i'm the brother of that person or the mother of that person so now i want to kill you too <laughs> like it's yeah. always like someone related to that <laughs> initial thing yeah or that not another scary film or whatever this yeah. movie that they did where it was Scary movie. How is my brother the killer? He's dumb. <laughs> Leatherface, he's got a chainsaw. Uh, Ghostface has just like a little hand knife usually. Like a little hunter hunting knife. Yeah. But Leatherface also won't do something unless his family tells him to. That is true. He's not even the main antagonist mm-hmm. in his films. Mm-hmm. And Ghostface, no matter how many times you kill him, he keeps coming back because it's just whoever is wearing the mask at the time. <laughs> it's not even yeah. a, like one person. There's nothing mm-hmm. special about the mask either. It's not yeah, like it's not got special powers him... or anything. Yeah. So my vote is the Leatherface. I would think Leatherface has the hand, like, he, I don't know, he's more deadly than just a guy, kid with a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chainsaw, I think, pushes it over for me. Sure. Yep, Leatherface is the winner of that round. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention, each one of these uh, little bouts I gave a title to, so Michael Myers vs. Hannibal Lecter would be the Asylum Dropouts, because both of them broke out of some sort of asylum. <laughs> nice. Uh, Leatherface <laughs> versus Ghostface would be the face-off. <laughs> Faces. Oh, <yeah. laughs> then next up, we have AVP, Alien vs. Predator, so it's a Xenomorph versus Predator. I didn't make that one up. That one is also already based off of a franchise. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, say very... what was the conclusion of this movie? This will be a quick one. I could tell you the conclusion. The first movie, the Predator one. But it was impregnated because you know how aliens do their thing. It got the face hugger on it. So in the like post credit scene, it uh, got chest bursted by an alien. So I guess the alien one. Mm-hmm. And then in the sequel, there is hmm. an alien predator hybrid because it kind of takes on the traits of both hosts. And I don't remember who won that one because that movie is terrible. <laughs> they, they most mostly they are. 
It's just like that Jason versus Freddy. And it wasn't even like what you think. Freddy re- resurrects Jason so he can do his yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> I, I would assume the alien has, uh, I don't know. The Predator has more technology like guns and shit. Yeah, and the Ridley was able to kill Xenomorph no problem. Arnold couldn't kill the Predator. <laughs> mm. Arnold can't do it. Mm. It can't be yeah. done. Actually, and it wasn't. <laughs> Arnold did kill the Predator. He thought he killed the Predator. In the first movie, he didn't die. The Predator didn't die, but neither did Arnold. No, I know. He... <laughs> was a tie i thought there was a like a nuclear explosion at the end of that movie that killed the predator but but did you see the body well no because there was a huge crater <laughs> there was a nuclear but explosion <laughs> but did you see the body no, no body everything no. is incinerated <laughs> <laughs> all right if that was the case she he's killed the xenomorph no problem by sucking him out in space just like they did in uh end game or infinity war but Predator took an entire nuclear Yeah, that strike, is true. So. I would, yeah. Uh, it, I guess it depends on the playing field. Are we in space or are we in uh, Predator land? <laughs> or are we in Vietnam? <laughs> There's a lot of factors that go into this. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I still think. Predator. I would think Predator just because it has like the long range weapons, whereas the alien is basically just its tail and it's like spitty acid shit. But do we know the range on that? I don't think it's as far as like a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the predator can turn invisible. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Very true. I still think predator. Sure. Unless I it gets face hugged. We'll see. Oh, the xenomorph so- took that round. Oh. <gasps> I just want to. I just want to like point this out. If the next one is Freddy, I'm going to say that there's something rigged because so far the number ones. Mm. There's no. In all of the There's list. no rigging going on here. I will show you my. I'll show my work. <laughs> I want the Florida recount. <laughs> <laughs> Them hanging chads. All right, now we've got the Hellboys, which is Freddy versus Pinhead. I literally, when I wrote my list down, I didn't write down your subcategory list, but I kind of remembered like Asylum <laughs> or Face Off. I kind of figured this was the disfigurement category. Oh, that that would work too. <laughs> but they're both from hell, so I... <laughs> Freddy Freddy is not from hell. The first movie he is not from hell. But he'd from your nightmares, right? If you <laughs> Yeah, but but if you know the backstory of Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger's mother was a nun who was raped by a hundred uh maniacs yes. in an asylum and he was born and then given to or fostered out to this abusive alcoholic who beat the shit out of him every yes. day. And then uh, when he grew up, he was a a nice, gentle man with a family yes. working at a power plant with uh, in the boiler room. He works at a school. And he would. I thought it was a uh, power plant. the The boiler room is because he went to. I thought he was a the, janitor the, at a school. No, it was a boiler. And, uh, and the boiler room is where plant. he lived under the school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know the details. Anyways, he would lure the kids there. He would murder them, slash them with his little claw gloves that he made of fish knives, and scatter their remains throughout the city. He was called the Springwood Slasher, and he went to 
they caught him and went to court and it was determined that it was a mistrial because the affidavit was not signed properly yes and the judge was drunk at the time (laughs) and so they threw the case out and so the uh angry lynch mob of a town got upset. the parents of all the kids that were murdered yeah they got super upset about it and they went and they torched they poured him gasoline all over him torched him and then watched the energy power plant burn down to the ground and that's why he looks like fuck and then the the demon or the dream demons came to him and said hey you're doing good work here uh we can continue let you continue to do your job uh in the dream world so when they go to sleep anything happens to them in their dream will happen affect them in the physical realm and so his first victims are the kids of the parents that lit him on fire damn Hmm. Wow, that's deep. Good. I don't have to watch the movies. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> and then, but and then, Pinheads is the uh, essentially just like a cult. Uh, people summoning mm. this uh, demonic realm to call back this hell cultist or this hell priest. And the hell priest, it looks like fucking idiot with his spikes out of his face. Yes. Uh, and they would do whatever they commanded of him. They would just pretty much do the, whatever deed that they needed him to do, and then they would kill the person who summoned him after they were done with that deed. Mm-hmm. That's a movie. There you go. Jeez. But, I had a Halloween costume of Pinhead. You did? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think we Recently ever wore it, but kid. I think it was like Clarence Rack at something, so we bought it for like a dollar or something. So it was a rubber mask that had the rubber pins all over it. I don't know if my parents still have it. I'll have to <laughs> go over to awesome. their house and find it. Nice. Okay, so Dustin, everything you said was correct, but in Jason Goes to Hell, Freddy's glove comes out and takes his masks down to hell, so he's from hell. There you go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's where I get my information from. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, hmm. So with all of this information we've learned so far about Freddy and pinhead who do we think would win it's i uh, basically a toss-up i feel it like was, they yeah. both have their own unique powers and i don't know how they would use them on each other because they're kind of similar right because pinhead's not a child <laughs> yeah unless pinhead falls asleep yeah freddy's no match <laughs> and uh the pinhead has all of the demons of hell working for him True. Yeah. He's got the uh, Cenobites. Yeah, the Cenobites, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I wrote down Freddy, but I think Pinhead probably has a little bit of an upper hand just by pure numbers. I think I agree. I th- I initially thought Pre- Freddy as well just because I know more about him, but mm-hmm. I think Pinhead could yeah. easily take him. With that knowledge. Yeah, I would say Pinhead. Plus, I love Cinnabites. That sounds like something I would go to and, get, and deliciously <laughs> eat. I'm like, Cinnabites. Like, I, I'm hungry now. Rigged. <laughs> Rigged. <laughs> and there's Fredward. <laughs> yeah. Frederick. So far, I'm uh, three for four Oops. in these guessing. I had uh, Predator over Zeno, but whatever. Whatever. That's fine. <clears throat> the J and J. All right, moving over to the left side or the right side, we've got Jason versus Jigsaw, JVJ, J and J, Jam and Jelly. 
my thought here is Jason right away because Jake Saul is okay. just an old fuck that puts people in traps, but those traps don't really work on a corpse right of what jason basically is right. you can tear him dismember him but it's not going to kill him that's exactly pretty much what i said to allison when we were doing the backgrounds check of all these people it's like he literally is putting these people through these hellish apparatuses to make them value their life and what mm-hmm. are they willing to do to survive and live jason's already dead he doesn't he doesn't give <laughs> yeah. a fuck he'll go through the pain. The only time that you really ever hear some kind of weakness from Jason is when he gets like stabbed in the like the leg or whatever, and he grunts a little bit. Yeah. Um. So he does accept some kind of pain, but I, I don't know. And also, the first movie is bullshit. It's all about white flight and blaming kids for bad things happening to their kids when they're expected to be fine in the su- uh, suburbs, anyways. And the mom is the one doing all the killing, not Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Jason is dead in the first movie. Would be an interesting movie though to see Jigsaw versus Jason. I would. I'd watch that. Uh, it wouldn't last very long, but no, because they'd be like, "Where the <laughs> where the hell are you?" Boom! Kill your your you have, <laughs> you have colon cancer and a tumor in your frontal lobe. You can't do anything to me. Yeah. Want to play a game? Oh shit! It's over. <laughs> and by the way, that Jigsaw doll that he got for his kid before he had a stillborn child. A freaky ass doll to give to a child. Is that where that doll's yeah, from? That's what the, I, I never got that far in the franchise, I guess. But they revealed the, <laughs> the origin story of the doll. Yeah. Where the fuck did that doll I didn't from? like the first one, so I stopped after that. I've seen most <laughs> of them. I don't remember them explaining where the doll came from. Yeah. That's what the fandom dot saw had. I don't know. I didn't watch any of them. Maybe it's from the Book of Spiral or whatever. Yeah, the hell yeah maybe. Spiral or Jigsaw. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one either. With an, yeah, I think I stopped at her th- the third. Yeah, I was like, okay, I get it. When did, when in those movies like a, did you find out that he like carved out or implanted or not implanted, but kind of like branded a jigsaw puzzle piece onto people? That's in the first or second first one. First or second one. I think. Yeah, it wasn't the first one. I don't think so. That's I think the only it must one be I've the seen. I don't one. remember that. Yeah, because basically it's like this is the part of your life you're missing. Appreciation for life. Now you're branded. Yeah, bitch. Uh, it's the one with Wal- one of the, like Donnie Wahlberg's in it, but I don't remember which one that one is. Um, <laughs> it could be the third wasn't one. The Carl Hughes in the one, the Princess Bride. He had to like chew his. Leg He's in off. the first yeah, one. Chew his leg off or something, or cut oh, it off uh, with a cleaver. Elways. Elways. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Bride. That's what he is. Okay, so let's go on to the Hookmen. We've got the Fisherman. I don't think we from... announced it. Jason won that round. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah, we, we kind of already assumed. Yeah, that. we did assume it. Just wanted to make sure that we were pretty clear. <laughs> uh, these are the this, the fishermen and from I know what you did last summer and the Candyman from that franchise, and they both use hooks as their weapon. <laughs> I've never heard of either one of these two, so have at it, boys. <laughs> Me neither. So he's just a fisherman because that's his day job, right? Yeah, he does. He they run over him in the beginning of the first one, and they think he's dead, and they vow to keep that secret between them. Mm-hmm. But it turns out he's not uh, dead. He comes back and like murders them the next summer because no. he remembers what they did last summer. I know what you did last. Okay, yeah, his yep. first two no, victims. His sense. first two victims is a his wife because she was a cheating whore, and, mm-hmm. and he killed her. Whore. And because they used to live in the Bahamas, they, he killed her in their house. Or there, I guess he was working at the hotel, and they found him in a 
uh, a honeymoon suite. And he fled the Bahamas with his two kids. His daughter got old enough to have a boyfriend, and the boyfriend uh, got into an accident, a drunk driving accident, but he survived, and she died. So he killed her, or sorry, he killed the boyfriend. And while he was walking back from the boyfriend's house, because he made it look like an apparent suicide, because it was close to the lake, he was walking up the road to get to his place, and he was hit by the car from Ooh. the first movie. And then he hooked everybody to death. Then the second movie, it's his son that is the killer, but then he shows up. He shows back up, because they didn't kill him at the beginning of the first one. <laughs> yeah. Uh and Candyman, he was a black man in the South that f- mm-hmm. fell in love with a white woman, and mm-hmm. all the white men in town like tied him up and killed him by covering him in honey and sicking bees on him. Yeah, they cut, up, they cut are... off his hands and they covered mm-hmm. him in honey. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, so God. every time you say Candyman in front of a mirror five times, he comes back and kills you. Or if you say <sighs> Helen five times in the mirror, she comes back and kills you. Mm-hmm. It's a grad student that ends up doing the paper on folklore and uncovers the Candyman lore and discredits him. And then he haunts her oh, right. because she discredited him. And he's like, you got to oh. do these killings for me because I have nothing without my name. And so she's like, nah, fuck that. Wow. And he's like, nope, you're going to black out. You're not going to remember this shit, but we're going to murder for you. You're going to murder for me. <laughs> I think, th- mm. and there was something about like there was a baby that he was holding hostage, and she had to like sacrifice herself in order to save this baby. So then now she's also a Candyman. Jeez, I just keep thinking of uh, Willy Wonka. I'm sitting here over singing <laughs> Candyman. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, he's a villain because he'll kill you with his hook. So I think <laughs> I think the Candyman is going to win this one because he's a spirit. How can you beat a spirit? Yes, I agree. Hopefully, we are correct. If you both agree, and by both I mean Keith and Pale Candyman. Whatever you agree with, yeah, it makes the it. world taste good. <laughs> <laughs> makes the world taste good. <laughs> makes the world taste good. Um, Candyman won that round. Next up, this is a fun one. We've got Ancient Evil, which is Leprechaun versus the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Let's go, Lep. We got <laughs> we got a root for our boy Lep. <laughs> yeah, it's the best movie ever. <laughs> they both got like their their magic powers. Uh. Leprechaun's got like the height advantage <laughs> by being smaller. He's harder to hit. <laughs> he's a, he's easier to go into the sewer down to his lair, though. Uh, yes. Uh, the creeper he only returns every twenty three years, but Leprechaun only returns once you like fuck with his gold. I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was weird because uh, reading the synopsis for the movie, the first movie where the people are traveling down the road and they like pl- play this game where they're talking about license plates. They're trying to like guess what the license plates were. And the truck, the beat up truck that they like almost ran them off the road, had the license plate of beat you or beating mm. you. And they're like, mm. oh, I think that's what it is beating you. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, did you guys hear about like that story of the two people who traveling down this road that just went missing? I was like, what kind of segue oh, is this? <laughs> uh, so the creeper's deal is like you can like chop off his hand or whatever, but he'll just 
kill a new victim and take their hand and that will be his new hand. Yeah. So like his regenerative power. Yeah. As long as he keeps killing people, he can keep regenerating, but Leprechaun can kind of do the same thing. Like he, he keeps regenerating as well. I never understood his layer. Like the, he'll have them like stitched out along the wall. Like mm -hmm. they'll like eat their body, but keep their skin and just make like a quilt. Yeah. I don't know what the point of that is. That way they're nearby in case he needs a new, new body part he can just consume it from one of the people stitched onto his wall yeah i don't know uh, but everyone who talks about it like you're fucking nuts like get out of here and then all of a sudden he just shows up and kills people he's like you will even though they don't believe you i don't want you to know about me <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right bud <laughs> but i think that the the leprechaun probably is more of like a a revenge and the creeper is just be very creepy. Yeah, he, the creeper just kills to satiate his hunger until the next cycle yeah. where he returns in 23 years. And Leprechaun is a comedy. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for Lep on this one. One boy Lep. So Lep, my boy Lep, let's go. Leprechaun, yeah. So final. So you could, no, I'm sorry. Go oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to do a little Leprechaun limerick there. <laughs> oh, do it, do it, do it. I want to hear it. <laughs> Be like, you gave us quite a fright, but it seems the leprechaun won with all his might. <laughs> That's, all. That's all I got. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> all right, next final of round one, and then we'll get to our next beer. Uh, this is the Battle of the Dolls. It's Chucky versus Annabelle. Uh, it's pretty much a draw, in my opinion. They're both kind of possessed dolls in a way. Chucky's more fun. Annabelle's more horror straight up horror because it's like a demon possessed doll where chucky's like a serial killer who got trapped in a doll so uh i don't know it's hard to say because can you kill annabelle can you kill chucky obviously <laughs> it hasn't been done yet but i do want to see chucky fight the leprechaun oh my gosh yes <laughs> yes i'm rooting well, for that if uh if chucky ended up with a wife I could see him schmooze his way into Annabelle's world. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see that, too. <laughs> get him some of that action. So. Chucky also has the seed of Chucky, which is a little sun, <laughs> sun baby. The bastard child of him and Annabelle. <laughs> oh. yeah. I think that I, I think we wrote down, at least me and Allison, we wrote down Annabelle because Chucky was more of like a joke to me. Like, it was Chucky like, is a joke. <laughs> a <fucking> joke. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Annabelle seems like she just can live on forever with whomever possesses the porcelain doll. I guess Chucky could do the same thing, but it's, yeah, whatever. Fuck Chucky. But wouldn't, Fuck I've Chucky. never seen Annabelle, but if she's just the one with the possession, could the doll not be destroyed? But I feel like Chucky's been destroyed and he's come back before. Does Annabelle regenerate or somebody just doesn't want to destroy the doll? From what? It's forever possessed. I feel like if you destroy Annabelle, it releases her somehow. Yeah. So I thought like at the end of Annabelle, because it was a the psycho satanic person named Annabelle was trying to kill this woman mm -hmm. who she had a porcelain doll for their kid and got stuck into that. And then later, uh, someone who had to save their child jumped out of a window holding the Annabelle doll. And she died and broke the porcelain doll. And then it transferred to another porcelain doll. Oh. 
Weird. Okay. I don't know. I didn't. So it's a I, series of possession. Okay. I think it is like a series of possessions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Pre- it's a like the object. prequel to The Conjuring. Yeah. Now The Conjuring people have her just locked up in a glass mm-hmm. little thing and say, "Don't look at it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I growing up, I didn't really like the Chucky series. I thought it was like a big ass joke. I mean, it's which it kind of was because it, it is. Was, there was a doll in the '80s, and I think it was making fun of the my buddy, Muddy and me, yeah, or whatever. Muddy <laughs> and me. Oh, my brother had one of those. It's creepy. I had one of those. So I don't know. Chucky seems like he can take control of himself more. Annabelle just sits there and looks creepy. So I feel like with the mobility factor, he's got more of a mind of his own. I mean, Annabelle. It's not like she'll go away, but. Could she possess and freak out Chucky to the point that, I don't know. I feel like it's only humans that she would be able to affect. But I've seen zero of the movies, so I'm going to stop talking. So Chucky's whole deal is he was a serial killer, and then he got like gunned down by the police. It was, a failed, it was like a failed bank robbery. So him and his buddy were trying to rob a bank, and his getaway driver said, now nah, you got shot, I'm out. Yeah, and then he knows some ancient magics, and he transferred his soul into a doll. And then I think it was a, I his... think it was like a, a voodoo ritual from a like an amulet that he had or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then he, so now he's stuck in this doll, and he has to get out of this in a certain amount of time, or he'll be trapped there forever. And he gets now, Andy owns him, and he's trying to transfer his soul into Andy, this kid. And he's like kind of terrorizing this family. And then that kind of happens in every movie where he's trying to get his soul out of the doll into some child. Yeah, so this was the original toy story. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He also, he also frames Andy for murder like three times. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> no one believes Andy that <laughs> the doll's doing all, all this bad stuff. <laughs> Because Andy's the only one that ever sees him move. Yeah, and literally the 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 police thought it was like for the first victim, he had, she had like a bowl of sugar, which is really weird, uh, that gets knocked over in this uh, scuttle as he kills her. And there's feet print in the sugar, and they're like, "Yep, no, it's Andy. It's got to be Andy." The, the feet, <laughs> it's a child's foot size. He's like, "What the fuck? He has bigger feet than this doll." Doll, yeah, <laughs> clearly, the, like. You can see the doll's shoe matches perfectly, and it's got, like, hammers and screwdrivers on the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> it doesn't look like a human's shoe. Uh, but uh, it looks like Chucky has prevailed in this round. Chucky's first victim died from a hammer blow. This porcelain doll would have died from a hammer. That is true. That's true. There we go. And we get the movie that they should have made after J- Freddy versus Jason, Leprechaun versus Chucky. Yes. Or a Leatherface <laughs> versus Halloween. That'll be good too. But first, mm. let's have a beer. Yep. While you th- guys think about the Texas Chainsaw or the sorry, the Halloween Chainsaw Massacre. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I got it. Our bonus beer is the Harvester Lager from Chapman's Brewing. The lager coming in at 4.25% ABV, 20 IBUs. One of the newest beers to the core lineup. Our Harvester Harvester Lager is extremely approachable and easy on the palate. Looking for a refreshing beer with an incredibly clean aftertaste? 
look no further. So this harvester logger was giving, given to us by Zach White, who I believe is one of the sales managers for Chapman's. Um, really nice guy, really thankful that he reached out to us and wanted to send this to us and get it on the show and looking forward to trying it and talking about it. Um, so they want to look at the can. I do yeah. want to add what was on the can. I was going to read that too, but oh, go ahead. Sorry. It says, uh, Harvester Lager, like its namesake, Harvester Lager is a uniquely American and channels the spirit of a Midwest icon. Produced at home here in Northeast Indiana, Harvester make, evokes excuse me, a time when life was simple and beer was pure. We at Chapman's Brewing Company believe Harvester Lager is the beer that everyone can appreciate for its rugged foundation and flawless exterior. So I do know my grandpa was one that worked at International Harvester. International here in Harvester. Uh, worked here in town <laughs> at this. So this is pretty special to me. This is pretty cool that they are recognizing a Fort Wayne icon. Um, and I know this was a big thing when it closed down in the 80s. Um, there's a whole news story you can watch. I think it's on YouTube. Um, that really is the end of a production era here in Fort Wayne. And that building has kind of sat empty out there for so long. But that really helped to change the landscape of Fort Wayne with International Harvester. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the can, we have a can in front of us. It's got like a light yellow, sort of like Simpson-y colored background. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We've got the Harvester Logger logo. It's an H on top of a red L inside of a circle and then we got the chapman's c on the side of the can yeah i will say i'm going to interrupt this real quick uh mm -hmm. because he read through that description super fast and didn't even give us an opportunity to say the geek reference uh the number 20 for the ibus uh we're just gonna throw hay to the wind and say we're not talking about the uh, the geeky reference jeepers creepers was released 20 years ago oh mm. wow Jeepers Creepers. Nice. Jeepies Creepies. Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? The victim that he killed in. Oh, because he steals eyeballs. That's one of his things. Did you just get what that song meant? Where'd you get those eyes? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I would say that's where. That's how I got the reference. I was like, oh shit, he actually takes the body parts. No idea. Imagine that. Uh, oh, the color. Uh, the beer is very cl crystal clear looking. My uh, SRM chart has disappeared. I have to open it back up. This is definitely a throwback, as you could just tell. This uh, International Harvester, if you're not aware, is this company blue collar type thing. There was bars that were like located across the street. There were little houses here in Fort Wayne that were kind of built around this factory. So this is all about local beer and just going drinking your Bud Lights, Miller Light, Coors Light, simpler time as they were talking about. Um, so this is definitely an ode to that, and that is what we're looking at here. Crystal clear, piss yellow beer. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty light. It's in the one, two, three, if you really want to argue. It's at the front of the spectrum on the SRM chart. Yeah, I'd say two i don't want to go light light yeah I, I, i'm gonna agree with you on that this would be captain kirk's uniform kirk's shirt um smell wise i'm not getting a whole lot 
No, there's not much. Let me check the can. Yeah, there's not much in there. Just a, it's like a kind of a bready smell coming out of the can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeast. Bread. Bready notes from the malts and the yeast. But this uh, crystal clear lager goes down smooth. It's so clean tasting. Very smooth. But it's got hints that it's made in a, a brewery. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I hope it is. I don't, I don't, well, I'm like a craft beer type place. Like it's yeah. something small. It's not mass produced. You can tell it's a local kind of beer. Like we've had Bird Boy on the show for mm-hmm. God knows how long since its inception. And it's like every beer, when you get used to a particular brewery, it's got that particular fla- flavor. It's got that taste because it comes out of the same bats, the same same type thing. So same lines, all, yeah, same kegs, and that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing. I'm just saying you can tell it's locally produced. It's not mass produced, which is a good thing. Um, that it's got that the local taste to it. If that is even a thing, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, I get what you're saying. Ooh. Breaking news. Did you see Chris Leland, Mr. Gone V6, just gave a five. On to a, this? Yeah, not to this one, but a 120-minute oh. IPA from 2015. He just checked it in 30 minutes ago. Having one of his beer tasting parties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> oh, never yeah. get invited. We're not cool enough. <laughs> Fun fact, I've already checked this bad boy in. Ooh. Speaking of which. That's good news. Uh, it is 511 check-ins for a 3.46... I checked it in at 3.5. I didn't write anything clearly because that's what I don't do. And I had this back in August 26, 2018. So I think it's new to the core lineup. It's probably one of the beers that they had seasonal. Uh, I had it on tap in Fort Wayne when the place on uh, 24. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, what is that road? 24. Yeah, when it was on Jefferson, I had it there when it was there. Not really seeing a whole lot of people talking about things when i scroll through the check-ins weird there's two different ones did you i see you checked into the one called harvester blonde ale there's one with the actual picture and it says oh yeah they do have a harvester blonde ale and harvester i literally did what you told me to do i said harvester yeah but there's two will pop up yeah there's there yeah there's two two options there dustin you checked into that top one without the official logo in the bottom one. Some bitch. This one has 31 ratings at 3.48. <laughs> I have not checked this one in. Unfortunate. Um, Taylor said, very meh, gave it a three. No one asked you, you fucking dick. Actually, no, we did ask you. <laughs> we did. We did, yeah. We looked at that. That's you. exactly right. what yeah, we yeah, did. Exactly, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Appreciate the feedback. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was I was very defensive. Hold on. Uh Robert N, he gave it a 425. Look at you, bud. He said beer number 500, so I guess I would put a little more effort into the check-in. A soft silky mouthfeel, the hops are very well balanced, a clean, fresh flavor with a dry finish and comforting aftertaste. Dot 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 cheers explanation mark and then beer emoji. And then someone replied saying, legend, if that's legendary, maybe I should brag about my numbers because Dustin has 2,004 check-ins. Suck it, nerds. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I don't really see anything else. There's only 31 check-ins. A lot of pictures. Uh, beer, bacon, bourbon. Sounds like a good glass title. Uh, surprisingly flavorful for how light it is. 3.75 by Kyle. Uh, Tracy said basic lager. I don't know. I'm not drinking it. Is it basic? No, I think it's a little bit above that. Mm. It's got like a nice yeah, sweet basic. It's, it's just like crisp and clean. She gave it a... Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say basic. Two and a half. It's definitely not a two and a half. Yeah, Justin K gave it a four and said, not my favorite ale. Well, that's because it's not. Well, it's not an ale. <laughs> because it's not. <coughs> Every single check-in, there will be one idiot. And we found it. Mm-hmm. Just like the stouts from the last one. I was going to say, <laughs> this. I'm not a fan of stouts, but this stout goes down so smooth. <laughs> oh, <that moron. laughs> it's the lightest stout I've ever had. <laughs> oh my Best God. stout Belgian I've ever drank. Melissa R. Looks like my friend Melissa Rhodes, but doubtful. Uh, on delay at the airport, drink local before you fly, 425. Hmm. And that's all the check-ins. I made it all the way to the bottom of the check-ins, guys. Well, I'm about to check mine in, but I can't decide on a score. Yeah, because I'm not checking one in. Yeah, I was going to just copy <laughs> what you said. But you didn't even check in the right beer. I know. <laughs> or the beer, yeah, the beer that you read wasn't the same one. I, uh, I can get started I'm, if you want me to. Yeah, then I'll copy your score. <laughs> um, I gave this one, I was teetering between two different spots. I was thinking 3.25 That's what I'm doing. to 3.5. And the only reason is because the whole nostalgia with this, the whole international harvester of Fort Wayne staple um, really helped to make this city what it is today. And I'm super proud that Chapman's, you know, jumped on top of that. But it is, it's a simple beer. There's nothing fancy. There's nothing amazing to this. It's a simple beer, and I love it, taking you back to simpler times. Um, it's just a, a tribute to the past. It's kind of like um, Old Crown and what they did at Summit City Brewers, that they're, you know, bringing in this brewing history, you know, from Fort Wayne and that type thing. Um, just really hitting on the history of everything. But this is one that will really open the door get all these old farts in to love craft beer <laughs> um, that haven't had anything but a Budweiser since they grew up. So this will be something, you know, perfect in their realm. So I love the nostalgia. I love the history. Love everything with it. It's a simple beer. Um, I know I can give this to family members that don't understand that craft beer shit that I do. Um, and they'd be happy to drink this and a lot of it. So kudos to them. So I'm going to I'll go 3.5 just for history's sake. I just had to mop the sweat off my brow. Uh, so I agree with everything you said, but I checked in it as a four because I agree that it's kind of just like a simple, no, nothing over the top beer. But it, I mean, that's what it's trying to be. And it, it knocks it out of the park doing that. Like this is one of the best craft loggers I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sweet. It goes down easy. It's like, the perfect like mowing the lawn beer that we like to say like it's light enough that you can drink it anytime it's like it, it's just smooth it's not over there's like no bad aftertaste like there's really no complaints on this one besides the fact that it's just kind of a lager and nothing special but it still does that to the best that it can be done yeah agreed and i gave this a 3.5 I said very refreshing and smooth, 
not fancy, but very well done and can be drank any time of the year. And I do, like Keith was saying, the history is really awesome and the story behind it is, I really like that a lot. And if we created a like lowing, mowing the lawn category or like lawn mowing <laughs> category of beers, this would be <laughs> top three in my opinion. Top choice. Top choice. I mean, no, it's one, good. Two, it's just, one. I don't have to, I don't have to sip it. I don't have to like think about it much. Um, I could probably, it probably could pair with any food in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> Kale's pairings. <laughs> yep. All the foods. It goes with all the foods. All, all the foods. Yep. All the cheeses. <laughs> all, the, all the cheese and crackers. But yeah, it, yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's got a sweeter kick to it. It's not like bitter beer face, like you're mm-hmm. drinking something bitter. I mean, it's smooth. It's sweet. The the bready notes to it. I mean, it's it's definitely different, and it stands out above any of these other ones. So yeah, kudos to Chapman's, and if they make this available. I'm so glad they have it in cans now. If they start putting this stuff on store shelves in six packs, 12 packs, whatever, it will fly off the shelves, especially <laughs> oh, here in the Midwest. Sure. It'll it'll take off. I could definitely see my dad drinking these. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on to round two. We've Wait. got the Halloween <laughs> Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> with Michael yes. Myers and Leatherface. So uh, my argument earlier when I was talking to this with my wife, Leatherface doesn't do the killing himself unless you tell him to. Yeah. Um, he's very fearful. He'll fight in self-defense, and so that might help him. Uh, it's basically like a ter- – he's like a dog. He's very territorial. You walk into his property, he's going to fight you or whatever. But Michael Myers just kills at whim. like <laughs> <laughs> Mainly trying to kill his family, but anyone who gets in between or whatever. So I think – in my case, I think uh, Michael Myers has this one. I would probably agree with you. Uh, Michael Myers will just kill anything that gets in his way where Leatherface has a more of a... He, he's dumber. He needs more direction. Yeah. What What would you say to throw a wrench in it if Myers kills somebody in the family and somebody directs Le- Leatherface to attack him? Would it be more even or would Myers still pull it out? It would, I. The fact that Michael Myers has been shot and burned and exploded, and not died from any of that. He he is evil incarnate. I think is how he's described. <laughs> it's like really hard to just kill evil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he's like Lenny from uh, of Mice and Men. Or Leatherface is just like Lenny. okay, he's mm-hmm. like a big. That's a good comparison. Like, yeah, he's like, I wouldn't say he's a big dumb oaf, but he really is. He's yeah. not anything special. He's just he has no. He's like a sociopath. He has no comprehension of like pain or no comprehension of you know morals or whatever. And then he'll just you know murder them and wear their skin. Whereas <laughs> I don't know, Super Bean Michael Myers should survive this, no problem. Uh, let's see. The winner is Mr. Michael Myers, uh, Austin Powers himself. Next up, we have Nightmare on Space Street, the Xenomorph versus Freddy. 
I don't know if xenomorphs dream mm. or have nightmares. <laughs> so I don't know how Freddy would get in there. <laughs> Obviously, uh, for Freddy to in, in, infiltrate somebody's nightmares, they have to be aware of Freddy. Mm-hmm. So he has to like keep his name present. And I don't think a xenomorph would ever have heard of Freddy. So how would he <laughs> even think of it? Yeah, how would they ever come into like reality? If they dreamed. Bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to space, bitch. Welcome to space, bitch. <laughs> uh. So I, I, my, my money is on the Xenomorph in this category. My money is on the Xenomorph as well, but I really, really would like to put all the money that I have in the world on uh, Scary Terry. <laughs> scary Terry. <laughs> the Xenomorph okay. did win. Good. Which will lead us over to the other Ooh, side, I- which is... Oh, go. I have a title for this one. Sweet, de- <laughs> sweet death. Sweet death. <laughs> All right, you got it. <laughs> Typing it in there. Uh, it's Jason versus the Candyman. This is going to be a tough one. Jason can't speak, or he never speaks, so he would not say Candyman five times in front of a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem. Because he cannot talk. <laughs> so Candyman would not be after Jason. But if Candyman was after somebody else and Jason was also after that same person, I could see him kill the Candyman. <laughs> so that's going to be my argument that Jason wins this category. Yeah. yeah. Jason. Jason won. Yep. <laughs> oh, what is this going to be called? <laughs> Lucky toys. No, that's stupid. <laughs> I was gonna say lucky yeah. something. Uh, it's like that that board game, the Munchkins. <laughs> oh, no. That seems offensive. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not worried about offending Chucky. Everyone else, like Irish pot of dolls. dolls. No, a pot of dolls. <laughs> a pot of dolls. They do both have red hair. If that's a, something we could play on. <laughs> The ginger, ginger bowl. Ginger bowl went from having a little bit of concern about it being offensive to full blown <laughs> offense. The ginger the bowl. Ginger bowl. <laughs> I, I combined your two, and I went with ginger munchkins. <laughs> oh, I, I, did you color? <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Background fitting. Okay, we got Leppy versus Chucky. Uh, I don't know. My money is probably on Leprechaun because he has more of the magic abilities. I could see Chucky trying to steal his gold because he's kind of greedy, a little bastard. Yeah. Leprechaun uh, and then Leprechaun can't coming after him. Die, though, so it's like benefit for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chucky keeps dying, but since he's a doll, that he keeps finding ways to come back. Like either he gets melted down into a new doll or sewn back together uh, but he is always stuck in that doll form apparently so i don't know i'm gonna go leprechaun and uh i don't know you guys agree i'll, I'll give it to lep mm, I yeah love lep. lep's our boy you have to root for him all the way <laughs> <laughs> oh man be prepared for lep uh 4.0 this uh it would have been good <laughs> So Chucky won, yeah. <laughs> Lep in space, <laughs> or whatever it is. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I would have loved to see 
uh, Jason versus Leprechaun because they both did go to space in Jason X and Leprechaun in yes. space. <laughs> uh, gosh. But we've got... Uh, final four is Michael Myers versus Xenomorph and Jason versus Chucky. Space alien <laughs> or Halloween aliens? <laughs> what do we call this category? All right, let's do the Ridley Strode, Michael Myers versus Xenomorph uh, bracket. Um, so the alien is basic. The first alien movie is basically Halloween in space where the Xenomorph takes the place of Michael Myers. It's a slasher in space ripped ripping off that kind of idea uh but the alien can die and michael myers has not shown an ability to die if we shoot michael myers into space that won't kill him he will just land wherever he lands and continue to murder people he reminds me of jaws from bond when he gets shot out in space (laughs) we never see him die so we assume he survived (laughs) Just like Michael Myers would. And do we even know if he needs oxygen to breathe or is that just not relevant? We do hear him breathe. Like we'll hear behind the mask. So we assume he does breathe. So he could suffocate. I mean, the xenomorph also dies in space. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. The xenomorphs die uh, with the flamethrowers. Michael Myers has survived being burned. So well, what happens if you impregnate Michael Myers? Uh-huh. Well, his heart explodes. You can't. You can't impregnate <laughs> Michael Myers. He's a man. <laughs> <laughs> Not from what I heard on the internet. Uh. <laughs> so he, if he gets face hugged yeah, by an yeah, alien, mm. I assume here's what I think will happen: I, an alien will burst out of his chest. And then he will continue to go about his business. And he'll kill that alien that burst it Probably. Yes. <laughs> I have no offspring. Die. <laughs> I hate my family. <laughs> I will kill anybody. How would he me. stand up to the acid from the xenomorph? Would that, would that is stop a good him? I think from that could attacking? kill him. I think that. I think that could kill him if you melted him mm-hmm. down to nothing. I think that that's, would end him. That's what I'm thinking here. I think he's got a good advantage, the xenomorph with the acid, because if you if you're a pile of goo, it's hard to <laughs> attack. Uh, but I think that's the only way this alien can win. I could see Michael Myers having multiple ways of killing an alien, though, because aliens are destru- more destructible. Mm-hmm. There's just more of them because it's it's a whole race of <laughs> creatures <laughs> or a whole. In Michael Myers, just this one. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm on board with that. We'll see here. Computer says, Peter says Michael, Michael Myers, Myers wins. Mm. I think that's a one-on-one battle. We see Michael Myers winning, but if there's multiple xenomorphs, I think yep. he would lose. If it was aliens <laughs> instead of alien. All right, Jason versus Chucky. This would be an interesting battle. I feel like Jason would just chop him up into bits, and there's literally nothing that Chucky could do to him. Unless uh, Jennifer Tilly sews him back together, as she does in Bride of Chucky. Oh, the <laughs> Tiffany character? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let me and staple then, your hair back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I see Jason winning this as well, just because of the size and the, the brute strength 
Yeah. And kind of the, I don't think Chucky can really he uh, sneak up on him or kill him in any way. He could mm-hmm. buy time, but I don't think he could. Inevitably, he couldn't win. It'd be a fun battle, though. That would be a cool movie. <laughs> I would watch that for sure. Uh, let me see. I think the rights now, Universal has Chucky and Jason, so it could Ooh. happen. Because <laughs> they're both on Peacock. All right. Mm. So the final matchup for the Horror Geek Bowl. The Halloween movies are also on Peacock, so we could see this. Michael Myers versus Jason. Disney owns Xenomorphs, so they're not going to play into this at all. I mean, they're Jason is a ripoff of Michael Myers. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they all were just, are. They're all like, all yeah, same. they Jason, yeah, they just ripped off that concept and made it more bloody and more humorous. Whereas the Halloween franchise is more spooky and scary. So. <sighs> It's it could be anybody at this point. <laughs> they have yeah. the same skills. They don't talk. They both just wear like a bl- bl- white mask. Fun fact: the white mask of Jason didn't happen until the third movie. That is true. The first movie it was his mom. The second movie he wore a potato sack with a hole potato in it. Potato sack. Hmm. Yeah, because you don't actually see Jason in the first movie. Like you just have like people dying. You're like, what the hell? You do see Jason in the. <laughs> Like post credit scene or the pre credit scene, like he jumps out of the water and pulls this final girl out of the canoe, but he's like a little frog boy that comes out from the bottom of the river, and we don't know if that's a dream or not. Oh man, this is tough. I probably it, it's tough. Like you, you're gonna have to think of like who's more tenacious when it comes to hunt. I think Michael out. Myers has more intelligence. Yeah, but. Jason probably has more brute strength. He's a, he's a more of a bigger, slimy monster <laughs> looking yeah, dude. Yeah, they, they pretty much like gave him like supernatural abilities too. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, I don't know. I think came down to this. Not I don't know if it was this one specifically, but we came down to something very similar. Uh, it might have been this exact. Like, let me look. <laughs> this is how I always dreamed it would end up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I had, and I didn't. I did not right, force so you it. You can't to dream it because then Freddie would be here. So, <laughs> no, that's a nightmare. I had Candyman beating Jason, and so then it was Michael Myers versus Candyman. But that still mm. is like really tough. Like I think I still in this one, this is even tougher Ugh. of a of a conversation. I and uh, so uh, to give you my background calculations, Michael Myers and Jason both have a nine, so they're evenly matched. Ooh, draw. <laughs> they have. This, mm. it, it it could end in a draw and I might have to refresh this six <laughs> times to get it to, to not be a draw because hmm. one of them is going to have to be a 10 and one of them is going to have to be less than that there uh, are I mean my my personal favorite is Jason out of all of these I like the Friday the 13th franchise the best Yeah, there are 14 Halloween films, there are... There's only 12 Jason movies. Yeah. And Halloween had a revamp of the character when Rob Zombie took over. Those are horrible. So, Jason? (laughs) And the new revamp of Halloween 
it's it only counts Halloween one and Halloween, which was the one from 2018, and Halloween Kills, which is the one that just came out. So there's only three Halloween movies currently Jeez. in the current timeline. <laughs> They're all the all of the the Jasons and Freddy Krueger calls upon Jason, not. Michael Myers to spread fear in Springwood because he's lo- he's getting he's getting weak and he's losing favor mm-hmm. with all the people. So there is one Friday the Thirteenth remake. Yeah, the one that came out in two thousand nine. Yeah, produced by Michael Bay. So there's lots of ex- lots of explosions. <laughs> there's a couple explosions. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> Imagine that. I guess everybody. I would go with uh, without seeing any of these damn movies. Uh, <laughs> just saying with the, the, the local nostalgia, because there's this dude in Decatur, Indiana, the Michael Myers of Decatur, um, and he's oh, blown he, up on yep. social media. Uh, he was just at Monster Pizza, which is in Decatur. My brother actually just went there and they took pictures with him. He's doing all sorts of different posts, but he's got the Michael Myers mask. He'll drive around on a golf cart all through downtown Decatur, and he'll just stop and stare at people. He's got a knife. He carries that a knife. It's super terrifying. Um, but this guy blew up on social media a couple of years ago, so he's riding the wave, and he's got like millions of followers. Uh, so just for local sake, I'll say, ah, hell, Michael Myers. But you guys make a good uh, point that Jason seems to be the the... <laughs> The better one. Scarlet Lane had an event last weekend or mm-hmm. yesterday. No, I don't remember which weekend. It was a Saturday event where you had to dress up as your favorite Halloween character. But they didn't mean Halloween character, period. They meant the movie Halloween. Uh, you had to dress up. In that oh, because the, the, the new Halloween movie was released on the 15th, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so it was, it was part around of, yeah. that. Yeah, last they did a, like They did a showing on... Like some big screen at their right. uh, brewery. So, see, people like the Halloween stuff. They do. I mean, Halloween is definitely in the zeitgeist. Like, that franchise is definitely winning currently. Right. and Because nobody's making Friday the 13th movies. Also, when you think of the 8-bit tune of Halloween, you know exactly what it is. If I played the 8-bit tune of Jason, I don't know if that's any recognizable or any more recognizable than any of these other songs. I mean, it it's... <laughs> right <laughs> that's that's the jason and then what's the halloween one yep <laughs> exactly before you pick this so. winner can i play the mortal kombat theme song <laughs> i should have done this well let's announce what's the name of this round we didn't pick oh. a, a title. <laughs> I will finish him. <laughs> uh, Evil twins. I don't. I was just gonna say the Geek Bowl winner, Halloween the Thirteenth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did Friday the Thirty First. <laughs> there we go. Nice. I like it. You switched. You just, just had to switch the two numbers, and then <laughs> it becomes Halloween. All right, do it. <laughs> Test your might. 
Fatality. And the winner is Jason. Ooh. Shit. I kind of thought it would be him just because of his strength. Just because I made just, this. Just <laughs> because it's your favorite. Put my finger on the scale. <laughs> yeah, you pasted the answers in there. There's no formula. <laughs> the only one that I changed was the creeper actually won and I put leprechaun in. <laughs> That's the only one I put my finger on the scale for because I didn't want creeper to win the first round. <laughs> I wanted to keep my boy leprechaun. <laughs> but everyone else was random. Cool. This good. was fun. <laughs> I'm happy with the outcome. I, I think I think I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to watch the Jason movies and the Freddy the nightmares and you know all those I kind of kind of want to but they just don't do it for me so i haven't yeah they're not great i think if you watch like compilation videos you're probably better off just to see like the best kills or what the highlights of the movie overall watching like an hour two hour movie on these they get boring and like it isn't until like friday the 13th part three or four where they actually understand the formula and they just start like let's have jason be the hero almost and we're just rooting for him to kill these kids in the most gruesome way right. <laughs> rather than like have it be a horror movie. Just like what's watching NASCAR back in the day, just cars running in circles. Yeah. yeah. Now they're like, you're just waiting for the crash. Yeah, waiting for the crash. Yeah. I think the Chucky movies are pretty fun. I watched two and three last night actually. And I enjoyed those. I've Yeah. I've seen them as a kid. All the Chucky movies. I definitely enjoyed the Leprechaun movies. Yeah, I think Ch- if you view Chucky as a on the scale of Leprechaun, I think they're oh, yeah. equal. <laughs> like if you in that fun more mm-hmm. than rather like, oh, this is spooky. No. It's not spooky. It's just fun, silly fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Leprechaun and Chucky are both comedies. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm happy with the outcome. It was the one I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better last one. And the final two is perfect. Yeah. I oh, think. yeah. It would have been better if it was like Freddy and Jason, because that would have been like a, a yeah, movie that already existed. We And we know the outcome, too. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we see Friday the 31st on, as a real movie. <laughs> they tried they tried to do a sequel to Freddy versus Jason versus Michael, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the, there was like rights issues. Mm-hmm. Fucking rights Gosh. issues. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that was our super spooky edition of the Geek Bowl. I hope you all enjoy to have a happy Halloween time. And uh, stay tuned for more. Until next time. Drink up. Drink up. Drink up. Uh, and geek out. Murder Get freaked out. <laughs> death fatality. Death, death, death. Murder death, kill. Death, death, murder kill. <laughs>